0: Without a filter, this is One Blunt Woman with Wanda
1: Means. I'm Wanda Means, I'm One Blunt Woman. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40com and which is now my own blog, um One Blunt Woman. So I have my own Facebook page, onebluntwoman.com. i know that's my website. But my Facebook page is all one blunt woman. So everyone knows I'm blunt. As a matter of fact, I walked into my son's class today to look at his project. And one of the moms comes up to me and says, hey, one blunt woman. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's
0: nice to be recognized. Yeah, it's
1: nice to be recognized. Oh, she's a friend of mine. We've been friends for years. I think she was just kind of giving me shit because brand recognition. Because uh, you have to put your mouth on it. It's brand recognition, right.
0: She <laughs> wanted you to know that she knows.
1: Yeah, she knows. I think she was harassing me. So today we were talking about sex addiction, sociopaths, and narcissists. They're all kind of interrelated. I've decided that I'm all three. Kevin, what are you?
0: All three. I mean, I, maybe I skate a little bit on a sociopath thing, but uh, well, there's, you don't there's see.
1: Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, I could be a psychopath too, but we're going to talk about those differences. They're all very different, they're all interrelated.
0: Yeah, I think you're more psychopathic. I'm more sociopathic.
1: Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll um, I don't know. I'm not sure we're going to go with that. But okay, uh, my guest today, her name is Stephanie Holland. She was my son's third grade um, teacher at Armstrong Elementary. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you for having me here today. She is now an attorney, and she and I have a lot in common. Remember when I was talking about that uh, ACE test that we did on the last couple shows? Adverse childhood experiences, and I told you I was a four or five. Well, Stephanie's an eight. She's far more fucked up than I am. This is also true. I mean, but she's, she's a fully functioning attorney and she's as smart as a whip. So, you know, those of us that have suffered abuse from others at a young age um, can kind of turn out to be okay. Although we do still, make, still make stupid mistakes.
0: I'm such a lucky radio professional. I get to spend every Thursday in here with very attractive, very fucked up women. It's, uh, I it's know. Awesome. You
1: can't get anything better than that. So At least great. you know it's coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm prepared. <laughs> so, I'm used to it now.
1: So That's why habits. we drink during the show. I know. Uh, and I'm not going to let you drink Smirnoff anymore.
0: All right. I'm done with that.
1: No more Smirnoff. And the reason I brought you Tito's is because when I was a child, I remember my stepfather always pulling the Smirnoff out of the freezer drinking it. So... And I know that you're in no way related to the man, but the no. vodka is. So please, no more Smirnoff in front of me. Your comments
0: about this before the show made me never want to drink Smirnoff again. Yeah, so you're not so allowed to drink Smirnoff anymore, Yeah, I'm, okay? I'm, I'm over the Smirnoff.
1: Okay, we're over Smirnoff. No more Smirnoff. And I'm sorry for the people. I've decided they're not going to ever be a sponsor of my show. Uh, Bad, no. Okay, 10 signs you're a sex addict. Do you know that there are over 9 million sex addicts out there?
0: I, I think that's kind of a small number. I mean, there's just a lot of people who don't admit to it.
1: Well, that's true. If there's 300 million of us...
0: Yeah, then you know, there's 100 a million sex percent. addicts. percent.
1: That's like, a, what is that, 3%?
0: Would you even call somebody who, who jerks off like six times a day? Is that a sex addict? Uh,
2: Maybe they're
1: just exceedingly lonely. So 3% would be kind of low. I would think that... Well, okay, so one of the things that... There's 10 things that you know, can kind of define you as a sex addict. And uh, one of them is uh, the amount of times you masturbate. Um, And they say it's 20 to 30 times a week. God bless. I don't masturbate that much, but I do masturbate. And I do think it's important Uh, to masturbate.
0: This is something I discussed on my own show a lot. I don't do it that often, which people think is weird, but uh, a lot of it is, you know, when it comes to, you know, every dude likes to look at porn and when when they jerk off. Yeah. And I don't want to get desensitized to it to where you watch it and it just doesn't really do anything for you anymore. I want it to still be exciting, so I don't do it that often. So that when I do, like every once every other week, it's still really cool and it's still fun and it's still uh, a rare pleasure rather than just a routine, right? Because so, eventually it can become something like brushing your teeth, where you don't necessarily want to do it, but you know you're glad you did once it's over. You know, yeah, I don't want it to be a chore.
2: I, I think watching when it, it's, Oh, I think when it's an addiction, though, it's the reason why you're doing it because you're the sitting there saying yeah. that it's it's a planned out thing and you know it's something personal for you. Oh, it's very Whereas ritualistic. where somebody yeah. who is an addict. If you're looking at that amount of times per week, that's not something that's going to be... It's not a high emotional scale right there. No. Well, the definition of a
1: sex addict is someone who is completely... Compulsive participation in sexual activity without regard to the consequences. So, but I don't think having sex is bad. I mean, I think it's healthy. I think it's normal. I think there are a lot of health benefits. Remember when I've talked about orgasms and the benefits they have to you? I mean, 30 a week, that's what, four a day, four and a half a day, that's a lot, right? So you're a sex addict, you have okay, so there's 10 things that make someone a sex addict. So if you and anyone listening can relate to this, maybe you'll know. Maybe you now, maybe it goes from nine million to more. And by the way, in the year 2000 there were only 100 sex therapists and now there's over 1500 out there so it just goes to show that clearly there is an uptick in the number of sex addicts you have number one you have sex without regard to consequences which is something that i don't do so i I can't check that off because i well actually maybe i do have sex with the wrong men maybe that see no consequences, right? You ever have sex with the wrong men, Stephanie?
0: I mean, I did that shit when I was young. But
2: that I'm takes 47. a lot longer than an hour. I have four children. Yeah. Oh, your kink needs to be fed more and more. I think that with that, it's referring to the fact that it takes more and more for them to hit a pleasure point. The oh, same way I an think, addict for yeah. alcohol, it's going to take more, more and more, more drinks. Right. You so build the tolerance. It's when, that point of diminishing returns. And I've talked about that before. That's a good point.
1: Okay, your relationships are always messed up. Oh, God, I can relate to that. How about you? Definitely. Yeah, I know. Okay, you feel powerless, which is weird because I don't feel powerless, but okay, I guess some people that is a deal. You live a double life. Hmm. Sometimes I wonder if I live a double life because I'm a mom all the time, but then when they're with their dad, you know, I get a little crazy. So, although it haven't been lately, but before I was.
2: But it's also planned. You know that you don't have your children, so you don't have to hold yourself to the most responsible person in the world, for somebody like this where they're referring to a double life, it doesn't mean that they wait until somebody's gone. It's literally you're on a date in the middle of dinner and you can't contain yourself and you go off to the bathroom for 10 minutes and you come back. (laughs) It's because you can't... um, People are are truly, they have that addiction. So they're, I mean, when you think about the amount and or, think about working and being around people, they're leading this double life because God knows they're not going to do that at the, hopefully they don't do it at the dinner well, table. Well, I don't know. How
1: about those women that have those pocket vibrators? They're like literally the size of a tampon and they just put them inside them and and then they're master, and then they're getting off while they're sitting there they, and it's battery operated. You just push a button. But I think like they, might <laughs> they might be on this list. They might be on this list. Oh, uh, your uh, life is constantly in crisis. Yeah, mine's not so much. Sometimes, you exploit others for sex. Do you exploit others? No, I don't exploit others for sex. I don't think. it's... No.
0: I think this is looking like we're not sex addicts.
1: Yeah, I know. You're preoccupied with sex. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Mm. Sometimes, no. Yeah. No, you don't think about it a lot.
0: I I, I spend a lot of time preoccupied. Well, with and sex. the
1: last one is interesting. Um, you hate yourself.
0: Hmm. And that self-loathing is definitely factored into my lifestyle before, but I don't know that it's
1: don't that don't consistent. If, why would self-loathing, maybe that's for any addict, for anything, because Stephanie, we were earlier talking about um, when you completely just hate yourself, or when you have an addiction, whether it's smoking, substance abuse, pills, pot, whatever.
2: It's all the same personality trait. It's all the same trait.
1: personality. You're just addicted to I, when I went to that when I went to that um, psychic healer, they told me that
2: I was addicted to guilt. I mean, I mean, are we all addicted to something? I was told by a marriage therapist that I was actually on a seven hour delayed flight on Minneapolis a few weeks ago, and we got to talking about work, and he was saying that people will continually fulfill those roles. So saying that you're addicted to guilt, if that's been your role in your family. And they know that you just kind of, that's your paradigm for your family. And he was talking about the importance of recognizing that in a relationship and being able to cut yourself off. Because if you're always that black sheep or you're this person and you're that's how they treat the role you, you're fulfilling you it. And so you can be addicted to, you could be addicted to guilt. It's not like guilt is a good feeling, but if that's fulfilling your role and where you fit in with your family, it makes perfect sense. You would continue to do God, it. I don't know if I want to fill that role. But I did quit smoking and I don't pop pills anymore and
1: I drink a lot less, although I am having my tequila right now because it is my happy hour. Okay, Kevin's giving me the sign to cut bait. <laughs> Coming back, we'll be talking about sociopaths and narcissists. I'm Wanda Memes. I'm One Blunt Woman.
0: Don't move. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Memes is next. to one blunt woman a mouth that matters
1: welcome back I'm Wanda Means I'm here with Stephanie and we were talking about sex addiction and I forgot to do my weekly pedophile report and Kevin said no Wanda don't do it and I said does that make you uncomfortable oh that's my mission is to make people uncomfortable
0: so we'll put we'll push this shit really happens to the next segment
1: Oh, I know. Well, this sh- oh, that's right. This is this shit really happened. But
0: I forgot to play the liner, so we can uh, we can skip that one. Okay. No.
1: Well, I could tell what am I? Su- I could tell about me outing the uh, sex offender in my neighborhood and the repercussions I suffered because How of dare that. You. I know.
0: You suffered negative repercussions. Though? I did.
1: I had some a people lot. text me saying you don't love, you don't like wow. her. I'm like, no, it's not that. He's a fucking sex offender, and he's around my children. I Wait, mean, do you guys
0: live in the same neighborhood?
1: Yeah, she lives right around the corner. Oh, all right. So I missed that somewhere. I, it's my understanding he has since moved out. Thank fucking God. Happened to God I never see that man again. But he was around me, he was around my kids, he was around my friends and all their kids, and nobody knew. That's bullshit. We have the right to know. And if you do know that he is a sex offender, well, okay, then and you're choosing to stay with him. That is your choice. But you have that information at your hand. And guess what? We didn't have that information at our hands.
2: What's well, called informed consent. It's right. The same thing they get before you go and have surgery. Oh, by the way, or listen to any commercial, including a Cialis, for something lasting longer than four hours, you need to go see your doctor. Right. So they're telling you that there could be an issue. And there could be bad things. So when you're dealing with a sex offender, yeah.
1: We have the right to know. That's why they have the sex offender list. So if, it and it's also, and by her not telling, it's called lying by omission. Yes, it is. So you have a right. And I don't think you need to go up to everyone and go, Oh my God, this is my sex offender husband. But if you know he's a sex offender, you have to register, period. That's all there is to it. I mean, we have a right to know. You gotta (laughs) play by the rules. And this is the I mean, listen, we all break the rules and we all bend the rules, especially in Highland Park, because we're above all that. Oh, nothing like that
2: happens in the bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Right,
1: I know. So but we have a right to know. So I can't imagine, I feel like it's like my mother all over again, hiding behind Jesus, portraying perfection, and uh, harboring a sex offender. I think that in this situation,
2: with the feedback that you got, that you need to remember that it's always easier to forgive somebody for being wrong than it is to forgive them for being right. Yes, you had the right to know. This person is around your kids. Okay, he chose not to register. That's breaking the law in and of itself. Legally, legally. That's one entirely different thing. But if you know that the people you're around have children and you know the details of his sexual deviant background and you know what he's done to people and you know all of the other evidence there, I would think that as a friend, I would pull my friends aside and say, look, I don't want you to find this out from a different source this is something he did, and at least give him a damn heads up. Right. Po- and yeah. I, we
1: have a right to know, period. You don't have the right to take that decision away from me. How did and you it come is upon this My choice. Uh, I don't want to get into that. No, just, just a but let's just say that. It was sent to me that the name is wrong because his name wasn't right. Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. because that's that's a whole other level. That's a whole different thing. You can't change your name as a sex offender, although one in six sex offenders changes their name. So he didn't have he didn't have the name. name. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm curious to know what name is on the marriage license. So I just think that we all have a right to know, and I suffered consequences from some of my. I'm going to lose friends over this, and you know what? fuck it. If they don't want to be my friends because I'm upset that there's a sex offender around my children, then fuck you is all I have to say. And I know they're not listening because they don't give a shit, but whatever. Moving on. This shit really happens. Oh, we were going to talk about my pedophile report.
0: Oh, of course! You
1: thought you were getting away from it. It almost slipped through. But do you hear about the 368 gymnasts they found in police file reports that were um, sexually abused by their fucking coaches? Uh, that makes me so angry. That's pretty gross. Over 20 years, they took pictures of them. They put their fingers up their leotards. I mean, really. Well, it's easy
2: access. Well, what, and I mean,
1: what do you say to someone oh, the nude pictures? Could you take your lewd heart off? I mean, what is attractive about a fucking table with no boobs? I mean, I mean that's how I was when I was ten years old. I had no. I was. You may as well just looked at a table. There was nothing there. I don't get it. So, and then the gym owners are saying, well, they had a huge con- conflict of interest because if they reported that their coaches were pedophiles, nobody would go to the gym and they would lose business, right? Yes. So then now the National USA Gym Association is saying, well, maybe we need to change our bylaws. Okay, Section 1, 1A, keep your pecker in your pants.
2: Can we all agree to that? How about just uh, Uh, we can't uh, hire people who are pedophiles? Yeah, but if we don't know you are. Yeah. (laughs) My assumption in all of those programs is that we should probably be looking for that. It, know. It,
0: it, you know, it, it creeps me out, the pedophile report, as you know. But it also makes me feel really good about myself. Like, I'm yeah, so glad.
2: So I, <laughs> I genuinely
0: feel blessed to, like, grow up and have no strange, like, sexual proclivities or desires or fetishes or anything like that. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy having a boiler pan sexuality.
1: Listen, if you like porn and if you like to fuck multiple women at once, whatever, that's as long as you no, have I their agree. consent, Even if you like fine. weird porn,
0: even if you're into, like, BDSM, which I think is gross. You but know, if that's your thing, fine. You're not hurting you're anybody. Thing. You're
1: not hurting anybody. Right. Yeah. And, but, but you have the consent of the other
2: person to right. do whatever. Who's of age? Well, who's of age. That's the second. You have to have consent and of age, period. Well, one of the things that makes it statutory rape is that it literally translates into it is by statute. Because by statute, we've determined as a state that it's at the age of 17 that you're not mature enough to consent to something like that. When right. you're putting your children in these situations, first off, as a parent, as much as you don't want to admit that it happens, you need to assume that it's going to, and you need to vet your coaches. So I'm not putting the responsibility How do you vet on the, the coaches?
1: Parents. Can you just go straight at to them and go, do you do you find my 12-year-old daughter I think daughter that you talk attractive? to your kids. Well you but can I'll always check kids. the
0: register we talked about last week too.
1: Well right, remember I found I found almost
2: 3400 within 5 miles right. of my house. But I obviously
0: mean, if you're registered uh, sex offender you're unlikely do not have that well, occupation I say this is a
2: former teacher and I've taught elementary school and junior high. But even I realize that there are certain people who will go into a career and do something bad. It's the same way we all go through TSA checkpoints in the airport. You know, yeah, does it suck to be assumed that you might be doing something bad? Yeah, but you know what? If you really like your job then you're going to be like, "Okay, sure, check me out." And
0: I'm happy that system's in place when it comes to things like TSA. Well,
2: okay. You said you were a teacher. Yes. There are
1: 25 kids in your class. Half of them are girls. That's 12. One in three girls will be sexually assaulted by the time they're 18. That's right. So four little girls in your class every year were predisposed to be sexually molested or already were.
2: Could you figure out which four it was? Did you ever look at your kids and go, which one of these could be molested right now? If more people could see me right now, I have chills from head to toe, even though I'm in a sweater. Think about those girls
1: in your class because the statistics are it's going to happen.
2: Those are the the raw stats. And when you get into college, college freshmen, 83% of the time that they've entered college have already been... A victim of some sort of sexual assault but by the time they finish their freshman year of college it's closer to 90 percent have either bless. been the victims of uh forcible rape which is you're awake and you're fighting or um incapacitated rape they now distinguish the two that's what they found out about that sex predator he
1: was fucking women who were incapacitated and had it filmed i mean come on well
0: that's like that one why uh, do
1: you want that around your children i don't
0: isn't that what that one asshole did in denton to the to the girl
1: Oh, what no! That was he shoved the Barbie of her. Oh, right, right, but it was a passed or out stepchild. drunk
0: chick, right? That's, oh, that's, that's no, no, the no, no, no! Of.
1: No, that was the guy at Stanford.
0: Oh, you're right, you're yes, right. and the parents the knows a and the parents
1: thing. sent a letter saying, "Oh my God, he was such yeah. a cute little eight year old." Oh God, really? Uh, that's an uncomfortable. That's my next topic. Yeah,
0: Charles He's Manson was a cute eight-year-old.
1: Talking to your my son who is going to college. Keep your dick in your pants, because I guarantee you, if you put it where it does not belong, it's not welcome, I am not going to back your ass, and I am not going to write any letter to a judge saying, well, you're such a cute little blonde hair, blue-eyed little thing. I remember feeding you snacks after school. That's so ridiculous. We're not going there. Oh, my God, we didn't even get on topic today. I wanted to talk about the narcissist and the sociopaths. We still yes. got another segment. Oh know. You're giving me the pinky penis. Uh,
0: I, I, yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: We have to cut bait. i want Wanda Means. I'm One Blunt Woman coming up. We're talking about sociopaths and narcissistic personality disorder. I don't have that. See you? See. you know.
0: You're listening to One Blunt Woman, a mouth that matters. tuned in to one blood woman this shit really happens
1: i'm back i'm wanda means i'm one blood woman i'm here with stephanie and kevin and we are talking about sex addicts narcissists and sociopaths so what got me on to think about sex addicts which will lead me into the narcissist talk is ariel castro was that sick fuck who kidnapped and held those three women captive for 10 years in ohio do you remember that story kevin and he got a thousand years for kidnapping. I mean, like, what? Why the fuck do he you kept you give a punishment? And he had a
2: wife, too, and he kept them in the basement, and they escaped when yeah, they, I, I actually the three don't of them got this out.
1: One. Okay, so, well, he ended up killing himself in prison three years ago. But the point is, when Seems he. appropriate. When he. Ta- I guess when you're given your sentence and you have a moment to say something to the court and the judge Stephanie you probably know this more than I do Mm -hmm. because you're in court and I'm not Um, he said well I'm a sex addict I'm addicted this is my addiction this is his bullshit excuse and you know what the judge said he said no You're a narcissist who thinks of no one but yourself. I mean, the judge totally pegged it. So that leads me into my next thing, talking about narcissists. A narcissist is someone who is in the pursuit of gratification from vanity and egotistic admiration of their own attributes. And that further goes down to narcissistic personality disorder, which is a mental disorder.
0: Do you think a lot of narcissism, though, can be a manifestation of one's own self-loathing?
1: Uh, well, they're like the self-addiction part of the thing was hating themselves. So, are sex addicts narcissists possibly? Yeah. Um, but then you go down to, I mean, and there are degrees of narcissism. I remember I talked about narcissism on one of my, um, shows where We talked about, you know, all the narcissists on Facebook and all the crap they post, um, and, you know, needing affirmation.
2: I think you made a good point though, because a narcissist in its basic form, there is a difference between arrogance and narcissistic personality disorder, but with the two, it actually stems from a really low self-esteem. So they always grandiose themselves for everybody. It's the people who, the best way I've heard it described is don't judge your life based off of my movie reel. On Facebook, because uh, you're not gonna find my bad moments. You're not gonna find the part where I've broken down after a relationship. You're not gonna watch when the car dealership pisses me off. That's not gonna show up on Facebook. You see my highlight reel. You don't see my life. Right. And so right. narcissists well, that's a good point. take well, it, it up a level, but with narcissistic personality disorder, well, it, they come. They're conceited. And they're that's boastful, why I don't think the one is a narcissist. Why? Because I don't, I mean, I
1: post. Because
0: you let them see the bad, the good and the bad. I do.
1: I do let them see the good and the bad. Yeah. And like my uh, video I did the other day when I said, are you uncomfortable yet? Yes, it's uncomfortable talking to our children about, um, you know, pedophiles and sex offenders. You also
0: posted after a a recent breakup.
1: Right. And I, you know, had a horrible breakup. And so I'm suffering tremendous loss. Um, So, and that's hard to lose someone
2: that you really love. I mean, does that make me a narcissist? No, it makes no. you going through the stages of grief, except it sucks worse because they're not actually dead.
1: Yeah, I know. I told him I wish he were dead because then I'd never hear from him again because we still talk. So but i But mean, the it's feeling like, of loss yeah. is
0: grief is grief. Yeah.
1: grief is grief, you know, and we don't we carry it with us everywhere we go. And that's the bottom line. But back to narcissism and um, narcissistic Personality disorder. And there's a difference in that in sociopaths. Yes. The definition of a sociopath is a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and lack of a conscience. I think that's the difference.
2: No? With a sociopath, they have a conscience, but they consciously choose to ignore it. A sociopath is also a brain disorder that's closely linked to being a psychopath. And the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath is that the psychopath truly does not have a conscience. They don't feel bad about anything. Well, they have a tendency for violent social behavior. Right, that's your serial killer, no conscience. Sociopath, they have one, they just choose to ignore it. And narcissistic personality disorder would fall under the psychopath side because someone with narcissistic personality disorder literally has no conscience about destroying another person. Once you have insulted so they have that no, ego,
1: they they have no issue destroying another human being.
2: Absolutely not.
0: But a sociopath could technically be um, selective in the sense that perhaps they have a stronger conscience or compassion for, say, an animal than more than yes. they would a human being.
1: So and when at- I, so when I had my ex lover's ex wife on here and she had no problem destroying him, do you think she's a psychopath then?
0: I don't know. That was a weird situation. That was a weird situation. Yeah, because the aftermath I mean, of that did not see coming. When
1: you have no conscience whatsoever for what you're doing, so am I a psychopath?
0: No. I mean, in that situation, she was incredibly forthcoming. You didn't force anything out of her. She was very willing to okay, open up about that.
1: Interesting. So, I, um, so there's a big difference in sociopath and psychopath. A psychopath, obviously, is destructive and
2: violent. A sociopath has no conscience. No, the psychopath has no conscience. The psychopath, the psychopath has no chooses to ignore it. Yeah. One, the the feeling and everything that you should have, the normal reaction is there. Just their antisocial, negative, angry behaviors override what a normal person would respond to and not do. A psychopath is your serial killer, the person who literally has no conscience about what they're doing. They will stare straight through you. And so who has remorse? A sociopath can have remorse. A sociopath of the time can they have they remorse. To ignore it. A psychopath will have none. Because okay, so
1: I'm definitely not a psychopath because I definitely had remorse. Thank God. Oh, that was
0: painful. I didn't think you're a psychopath. I'm
1: not gonna get it. We can check. We can check that off the box. Thank God. So, as a, a narcissistic personality disorder, they are people who believe that they are superior. They require constant admiration. They have a sense of entitlement. So that would be every child that I've raised. They're all narcissistic personality <laughs> disorder
2: because they all have a <laughs> sense of entitlement. Right. Okay. Maybe we should make this not applicable to those 14 and under. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Give them a pass. Okay, we'll give them a pass. Okay, they expect
1: special favors. Um they have higher expectations of you but you told me that narcissistic personality disorder they are attracted to people pleasers and i am a people pleaser is that why i always attract narcissists
2: yes actually it is when you do you, you attract narcissists yes i do are you a people pleaser so you would do anything for your lover yes mm. when you love that person first off typically women and all of the estrogen makes you more nurturing just on a physiological biological you are an animal That's how you're programmed. But when you like someone, it's kind of that you always want to be around them. And it's the sort of thing that I steer my small human away from, which is...
1: Liking other people?
2: Not liking other people, but if you like a boy, probably showing up everywhere he is is not inconspicuous they kind of know that you shouldn't be that might be stalkerish and so (laughs) but you like doing things for them you want to be nice and you want to do these things and when somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder they have an overinflated sense of self they need that person there who's willing to give and give and give the problem is that with most people who are nurturing at some point you expect a return on the fact that you're nice. You expect that person to have your back. Right. With someone with narcissistic personality disorder, well, guess what? You just threw all your feelings down a black hole. They have no conscience about what they did. They don't care that they're taking from you. It doesn't even occur to them that they've taken anything. You were giving it willingly, and why wouldn't they? They're so awesome.
1: Well, I read a fascinating article that said, giving is masculine, and receiving is feminine. So if you're a giver, like if like I'm a big giver. I always give to my children and my lover and whatnot Um, so it makes you masculine and men don't like that because they look at it as weak and pitiful.
2: I think it's also a threat to masculinity itself because it's it's one of those things. I know but isn't that counterintuitive to human nature? Women are nurturers and givers but yet men don't really want that. I I think we should acknowledge the fact that we used to spend about you know four days every three months together because he was out hunting you know. Saber tooth tigers and bison and dragging them back to the cave when you only had to spend a little bit of time.
0: Remember the hunter gatherer aspect of all this. And
2: And we only
1: lived to be thirty, if that. You know, now we're I'm in my late forties, and you know, guess what? (laughs) I'm having all kinds of issues.
2: I think I mean, that means you're human. I think oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, I do love that you call your daughter the little human. You always call her the little human. I think that's funny. So, Okay, so this narcissistic personality disorder is really fascinating to me because I know that parts of me think that I am a narcissist, and narcissist comes from the Greek god Narcissus, right? Narcissus. Who, Narcissus, sorry, mm-hmm. who um,
2: always looked at himself in the water and loved what he saw. Loved yes, Narcissus right? was a Greek god, and he was super gorgeous. And he looked over a stream and he saw himself and he was so glamorous and so great looking that he fell in love with himself and it pissed the other gods off. So to punish him, they turned him into the flower, which is why the flower narciss- and a narcissist flower droops. Well, and that's where the word comes from. Loving yourself too much. Yeah. Well, maybe
1: I mean, it's OK, but it's OK to love yourself. Kevin is giving me the little pinky penis, which means it's time to cut bait. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I am Wanda Means. I am the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. And And do not forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm Wanda Means.
2: For more information on Wanda Means One Blunt Woman podcast, follow us on Facebook at Wanda Means One Blunt Woman and visit us on our website, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com.